Blog Talk Radio. Over 14 million people witnessed his emotional story of survival and triumph on national television. I've been doing this now for so long, like ever since I was a kid. Millions more voted him their favorite in a landslide win. The winner is... And now, you can be a part of the experience live. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Ain't that a kick in the head? You're America's Got Talent winner. I've got you. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Under my Live, live. Performing classics from the Great American Songbook and his Columbia Records debut CD, That's Life. That's Life. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr.'s That's Life Tour. The one concert event this year you absolutely can't miss. Hi, and thanks for listening to the Burke Allen Show on the Blog Talk Radio Network, live from our studios here in Washington, D.C. If you'd like to be a part of the program, we'd love to hear from you. Our number to call in is 929-477-3061, 929-477-3061. And if you're listening to the show live this week, you know what a, an impactful uh, past seven days we've had in America in the uh, the wake of the mail bombing scare with about a dozen packages being sent to Democratic politicians, CNN and others, and, of course, the horrific shootings at that synagogue in in Pittsburgh. Lots of talk taking place about how to tamp down the escalating rhetoric on both sides, on both sides, that has led to this political violence. And so today, November 1st, again, if you're, you're listening to the show live, we're welcoming a gentleman who, purely by coincidence, is launching his own podcast today, November 1st. The podcast is called Democrises, and the host is uh, a former John McCain staffer. He's an Army vet and a physician, Dr. Rob Cohen. And he had Democrises, the podcast, in the works long before the events of the past seven days. But now it certainly seems very prescient to, uh, to talk about history and, and its effects on the world and, and sort of a path forward. So we welcome Dr. Rob Cohen to the program. Hey, Rob, thanks for being on the Burke Allen Show. Thanks for having me. So you have a background with Senator McCain. You, you're an Army vet, and we thank you for your service. You're a researcher, uh, a doctor uh, who's one of the, the big experts in the world, I guess, on the Ebola crisis. you got a pretty full plate, and now you're launching this podcast demo crises. So why add something else to that plate and why now? Well, uh, I mean, anyone who looks around the world today um, finds a lot of things to be worried about, whether it's um, significant uh, international crises. You got the war in Iraq, the, the Afghanistan that's been going on 16 years without difficulty, the $21 trillion mounting debt in the United States, uh, escalating environmental destruction. I mean, the deforestation that I've seen across the world has been bad, the uh, devolving politics in the United States. There's a lot of reasons to be uh, concerned. And um, and there's a lot of things we have to lose. And so um, I'm, I and many others have become very worried about these trends, and um, there are models for solving them. And one of the models for solving them is to try to 
uh, un- unveil the the workings of these problems as well as uh, solutions for them so that the general population can understand them. Uh, just to fast forward way ahead, that's what my hero John McCain often tried to do uh, from the middle of the political spectrum rather than one side or the other. And it's also what his hero Teddy Roosevelt did successfully uh, in his administration to really bring uh, actionable, moderate solutions to resolve the great challenges of the time. And I feel I feel we're kind of missing that today. Uh, with when John McCain passed away, I felt you know the nation really lost somebody big. And um, not trying to fill his shoes myself, but um, certainly I think many of us need to step up um, and and try to fill fill that uh, gaping hole. And I think the podcast, we, we explore these topics, uh, we look at the research in an unbiased way, and, and we're not optimistic or pessimistic. We try to be realists about the situation, and we have great hope, and the interviews we've had so far have really um, unveiled a lot of these solutions just like we hoped they would be, and they've been fun, and they've been interesting, and I hope uh, people will really enjoy listening to them. Dr. Rob Cohen is our guest. His podcast is... Uh, launching today, November 1st, and the website where folks can find that again? Democrises.com, D-E-M-O-C-R-I-S-E-S.com. And it's also downloadable on iTunes. Also, you can download the podcast on iTunes for free uh, today. There are five new episodes there, and and in those episodes, as I sort of look through them, you – you look to history as a predictor of the, the future and, and even the present. Um, does that really work? Are, are you know past events predictors of future results in the research that you've done so far and the, the really smart guys that you've talked to and have interviewed in the podcast? I mean, I would say yes. You know, there's always the caveat that, um, you know, there are things that are unique about today's challenges that were not exactly true. Uh, back then, for example, we have 7.3 billion people on Earth. That's never happened before. Um, nevertheless, a lot of the societal challenges that we're facing, both in the United States, the world, and in many developing countries, have been seen before across the world in, in places like ancient Rome, medieval France, uh, many different uh, iterations of the Chinese dynasties that rose and fell. And there really is a lot to learn. Uh, one thing we have, one thing that the researchers have found, not, not me, but uh, the researchers we've interviewed, in about 90% of the cases, when you start to get into a uh, cycle of political violence and uh, societal distrust, it really gets out of hand in a very bad way in the past. Um, you get widespread political violence. It might get as bad as a civil war. And in about 10% of cases, um, the, the civilization, for one reason or another, figures it out and does the right thing. You know, you look across the world today, there aren't any civilizations that have been a golden, glorious age for 2,000 years. That just hasn't happened. Civilizations have done well for a time and then fallen apart. And, but, there is, but some have lasted longer than others, and, and there's a lot to be learned from that. Uh, you know, our nation is doing better than some other nations today, and, and there, there, are good reason, there are reasons for that that, are, that can be learned from. So, uh, you know, not, nothing is ever exactly the same. You know, we say all models are wrong, but some are useful. And um, and that's true. And so people like to dispute this model is not perfect because of X, Y, or Z. And and you know no honest modeler would agree with that. But even if it's 90% correct, that's still better than than working without any guidance at all. And that's the whole point of history is so that we cannot repeat the mistakes of the past. 
Dr. Rob Cohen is our guest today. The new podcast is Demo Crises, and you can find that at the Apple iTunes podcast store, uh, also on his website, democrises.com. Um, Rob, you've, you've traveled all over the world. You're a U.S. Army vet. You're an Army doc. You've been in, uh, I think, last count, about 50 countries all in. I mean, is this a little alarmist that you think that we may be heading towards a societal meltdown, if you will, in this country because uh, people get their dander up a little bit? Do you think that, that maybe uh, maybe it's not as bad as people? Well, you know, when General Petraeus was asked how he felt about Iraq when he took it over in 2007, he said, you know, I'm neither an optimist or a pessimist. I'm a realist, and the reality is very hard. And I think, you know, uh, the way I like to frame it is, is our chance of complete catastrophe 100 percent? No, of course not. Um, America's come through great challenges before. Is our chance of uh, real big uh, tragedy 0 percent? Is it impossible? No. I mean just take a look at American history. The American Civil War was a, was a trauma because uh, our political system was in, in able to resolve the great challenges of the time. In the past, the, 20, the 1920s and the 1980s and even 1900, we've had significant um, uh, suffering in America. And, uh, you know, whether, you know I, I, we'd like to avoid it at all. Uh, we'd like to keep it small if it does happen. And, and in order to react appropriately, you have, I think you have to say just how bad it could realistically get. And so, you know, uh, I, I do... I, I don't take the position that don't worry, everything's going to be fine because, you know, there have been people in the past that may have said that, for example, the uh, Native Americans that used to live in the United States. You know, when Andrew Jackson, President Trump's hero, uh, was be, was uh, pushing a lot of anti-Native American activities, there were probably people who said, don't worry, everything's going to be fine. Don't be alarmist. And, you know, the number of there aren't that many Native Americans east of the Mississippi anymore. And it's a direct consequence of Andrew Jackson's. Uh, policies. And so I, I think that you prevent catastrophe by being honest about what could happen and taking steps to avoid it, as the 10% of societies in the past have done. You know, tragedy is only certain after it happens, and I don't want to wake up in the middle of a tragedy. I'd rather uh, take steps to prevent it. Preventative medicine is always a good thing, and as a physician, Dr. Rob Cohen would know that. His podcast is Demo Crises, and it's available at Apple iTunes and other platforms, as well as DemoCrises.com. So in all this bebopping around the world, you uh, in the Army, you served in, in Iraq and Kuwait, and you've done exotic disease work on Ebola in, in Africa, and you're heading there again soon. Um, what have you learned? What is what is all that travel to all the remote corners of the globe taught Rob Cohen about uh, America and, and its place in the world? Well, those were two different questions. So um, what, uh, what has it taught me in general is that the problems of our world are really growing fast. Uh, when I was in Madagascar last year for an outbreak of plague, the same Black Death that wiped out a third of Europe in the 1300s, and we thought it had been eliminated mostly. Well, it turns out it's, it's uh, causing yearly outbreaks in Madagascar. Last year it caused a panic Ooh. in 2,000 cases. Um, I mean, the deforestation of Madagascar is out of control. The island of Madagascar used to be a wonderful hotspot of biodiversity with 112 species of lemurs that aren't found anywhere else in the world and a fox that jumps through the trees and chases the lemurs. And over the last 50 years, um, almost, I think, two-thirds of those forests have been burned down. 
Um, and, and if you don't want to live in a world where the lemurs are extinct and the forests are gone, um, then you know the, we need to do something about this yesterday. So that one thing I've learned going around the world, you know, geez, I mean, you go to Iraq, you go, you see the the major sectarian strife there. You go to some of these countries that have incredible crowded crowding in their cities. That they're Cairo, there's 20 million people. Uh, children are sifting through garbage. I mean, the the problems of our world are extreme, and we need to we need to deal with them before they really get out of control. We're seeing this issue with the caravan right now. Um, you, you have people coming from Honduras and El Salvador and Guatemala, places that are just torn apart by violence, and they're trying to come to the United States. And wouldn't it be nice if those places could be a nice place to live and those people could have good lives for themselves and also not cause a crisis here? So as far as America's role in that world, America is it really is doing better than these other countries, and there's a lot of reasons for that, and books have been written about the subject of why that is. We've been, we've had a combination of being lucky and wise. Um, you know, our, our constitution was was near, a work of nearly pure genius, uh, and and the, there you know the institutions of the United States have really helped us reach a, li- a standard of living that was previously unseen in human history. And, and we we have the opportunity to help build a world that resembles that instead of the, the much more tough places on Earth. But we are also flawed. You know, I go places that do certain things better than we do. Um, for example, our democracy is in major crisis, and there are other uh, countries, places like Germany, New Zealand, that really, um, do a better job right now than we do at that. Our education system is falling behind significantly behind most of Asia. You know, I went, I went to China. You look at the, you look at the skyline in Shanghai over the last 20 years. It's incredible, and it takes a year just to fix the Bethesda metro station, right? And so, uh, <laughs> we, 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 we should not. Um, ex, you know, Tom Friedman likes to say we cannot accept being the cleanest dirty shirt, and we are the cleanest dirty shirt right now. That's true. That's why people still want to come here. But I, I don't want to wear a dirty shirt when it wouldn't actually be that hard to clean it when we could get the solutions. Uh, when we know this, quite frankly, we know a lot of the solutions, and they wouldn't be that painful for a lot of people. And, and shared sacrifice actually helps build a, a sense of meaning in life. And um, it's been America's done it before, and and we could do it again, and we could lead the world in that direction. And um, or we could go down the route we're going, which is downhill, and at the end of downhill is is a place I'd, I don't want to go. Thanks for listening today to the Burke Allen Show on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Our guest is Dr. Rob Cohen. He is the host of the Democrises podcast, and it's available at Apple iTunes and Democrises.com. Rob, I think you're doing something really interesting and, frankly, really risky. You, you said at the beginning of the broadcast that you're, you're attempting, and, and, and I'm not using your exact words here, but sort of staking out a space in the middle of all the political discourse, you know, where, where you're going to come out with, with some research and some evidence, and you're going to talk to some really smart people, and you have on this podcast, people like uh, Dr. Jason Brennan from Georgetown, Dr. Peter Turchin from the University of Connecticut, who's an author of a great book, um, a War and Peace and War, and, and, and you're trying to be that guy in the middle, and, and I guess my question for you is, is there for a smart guy in the middle that isn't screaming over top of the other guys anymore. Well, you know, I quoted a, a thinker who's left of center a minute ago, Tom Friedman. Now I'll quote a thinker who's right of center, Dr. Ben Carson. 
you know, he said one of the problems in Congress today is we have a lot of lawyers, and lawyers are trained to win. We, and maybe we don't have enough doctors. And a doctor, you know, if you've got cancer, right, you don't want a doctor that's going to take the Democratic position or the Republican position on how to, on how to beat cancer. There is a best way to beat any particular type of cancer, and um, you better pick it because if you don't, if you ignore the consequences of what is, what is the best solution no matter where it comes from, uh, it's, it's really going to be a problem. And so I think – the middle has been filled before in America. It's, it's the last 20 years the, mil, the middle has been hollowed out because of factors that we could fix. Um, Teddy Roosevelt, you know, my hero's hero, uh, staked out the middle of America quite well and, and really saved the country from a major crisis in 1900. Uh, the country was falling apart at the seams. There were violent strikes everywhere. There were riots. There were terrorist attacks by labor unions. There were bombs set off. The, the mercenaries were called in. And, and the right and left were – they hated each other just like today. Um, and Teddy Roosevelt said we cannot fix this if we just stick to our own side. We have to – we have to take the space in the middle because both sides have a valid point about some things, and they're wrong about some things. And the only way to fix a large country is to adequately address the legitimate concerns of everybody involved. And, and recently, Doris Kearns Goodwin, the famous biographer, wrote a, um, a book essentially claiming the same thing. And so the middle is, is – not only is there room, there is a chasm <laughs> – of moderates, uh, of space for moderates right now. And I think there's a lot of Democrats are getting frustrated with the Democratic Party. We know there's a lot of Republicans that are frustrated with the direction their party has taken. And it's time for a realignment. And realignments happen in American politics every once in a while. And um, the last one was arguably um, uh, maybe in the 60s when, uh, when the South went from being Democrat to Republican. You know, it's time for another realignment. The last realignment happened, interestingly, again, during Teddy Roosevelt's time, and if we go further back. But, um, you know, the, the right, the, the, there's a lot of screamers, and I don't think – people don't like screamers. I mean, you don't like it when your kids scream at you. Why would you want your political leaders to scream at you? Uh, and so um, I, I actually very hopeful that, this, this, uh, that we can fill this space fairly easily. You were a, a staffer for Senator John McCain uh, at one point, who was one of those guys that is, is often thought of as as someone who would reach across the aisle and and try to work with the other side. Um, talk to me about John McCain, the man. What what was he like one on one? Well, everyone likes to comment on his very biting sense of humor. He 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 was actually very funny. Um, he had one-liners for everything, uh, and it really helped him be relate- relatable. Uh, and he was also rather self-deprecating. He liked to say, "I'm older than dirt," and you know, I, I was uh, I came of age during the Coolidge administration, which is you know hilarious because um, he was born well <laughs> after the Coolidge administration. Um, so uh, humor was, and that's a good lesson: is is humor is often a helpful way of uh, bridging our our really humorless discourse right now. Um, he was very, he really believed in, in his, uh, in his convictions and he was not going to be moved off of them. It's easy to speculate that he developed that, um, 
in his prisoner of war years, two years in solitary confinement will probably make your fear go away. If you can survive that, you can survive almost anything. But there are stories sure. when he was a kid. He was also pretty stubborn when he was at the Naval Academy. He was part of the uh, the hundred or the uh, the Century Club, which meant you got over a hundred demerits per year um, because he was such a such a rebel. Um, so so uh, it's nice that he most of the time. He really would stake out um, his position, and he really didn't care who was going to be upset about it. Now, he did occasionally pick his battles, just like any reasonable person would do. Teddy Roosevelt also picked his battles to the chagrin of his critics on either side. Um, but uh, you know, um, you knew when you knew when you were working for McCain, you knew that. If you first of all, he was going to outwork anybody else in the building. I want to be clear. I, I worked on his campaign and I helped with his funeral preparations. I, I did not actually work for him when he was a, when he was a senator, um, but you knew he was going to outwork anybody in the building, and um, and you knew also that the man you were working for was really going to put his country first, and he was going to sacrifice his own political glory for the good of the country. I could give examples about that. My favorite one is just quite frankly, when he chose not to run ads against Jeremiah Wright, the inflammatory pastor who Barack Obama had considered his spiritual mentor, who had all these awful statements, any other Republican would have run really um, ugly ads about that. And John McCain chose not to, because he said, I don't want to get into a racially divisive campaign. And, and he lost. And, and I, I said at the time, this was, a, this was his last chance to win the presidency, and he chose to put the good of his country over his personal amb- ambition, and he didn't want to win that way. And, and, and that's something we, um, we need more of, and, um, and it starts one at a time. The McCain family has, has said now that, and by the way, we're talking with Rob Cohen today on the Burke Allen Show. The, the McCain family has said that they're looking for, for McCain Mavericks. Uh, what's a McCain Maverick, and and would you like to be one of those guys? Yes. Uh, um, Yes, they have a campaign, hashtag Mavericks Needed, because there are Mavericks needed in our country. We need more Teddy Roosevelt's and John McCain's. because uh, when you have when you don't have enough of them, they they don't they don't get their way in Washington uh, or or in the country. Uh, I think we need a lot. Um, Lindsey Graham said in his speech eulogizing McCain, he said, "I'm not going to be able to fill this alone. You know, these are big shoes to fill." And so I think we need a lot of people. You know, to be honest, I, I dream in our political realignment of a moderate third party, and we call it the McCain Party uh, or the Maverick Party, um, either one. Um, I, I and I know because I've talked to people on both sides that there are mavericks in both parties. Joe Lieberman was a well-known maverick. I think the congressman from Massachusetts and the Democratic Party, Seth Moulton, is really staking out a position of an independent, uh, independent patriot, somebody who puts their country over party. Is really what a maverick is, I think, to John McCain and and to me. Dr. Rob Cohen's new podcast is Democracies. It's uh, available at uh, the Apple iTunes store, all the other podcast platforms that matter, and democracies.com. So we have just a couple of minutes left. I'm scrolling through this resume here, and and I may have some of this wrong, so please correct me if I do, but uh, went to school at Harvard, uh, medical school at Columbia, treated our soldiers at Walter Reed, 
visited 50 countries, serve your country in Iraq and Kuwait, amongst other places, are about to dive uh, knee-deep into this Ebola crisis, which, again, is getting ugly in the Congo. Um, what, what's uh, Rob Cohen do in his free time? I work on my podcast. <laughs> uh, I believe that's good. <laughs> I be, and I'm, I'm writing a book on these subjects as well. I believe that we we should act like our future of the world, our future and the future of the world depends on what we do, because it really does. And so, um, Teddy Roosevelt and John McCain were both known for um, sort of endless uh, vigor and focus on their. Uh, efforts to bring America to the correct policy. Teddy Roosevelt said, there's no greater gift in life than work worth doing. And I have had such a pleasure researching these topics. So the podcast has some really fun stories about how New Zealand brought about electoral reform after the twice election of uh, a really um, uh, loathsome right-wing leader with only 40% of the vote. We learned how England in the 1830s passed the needed reforms and so avoided major violence in the sweep of revolutions that happened in 1848. Uh, we've, we've looked ways to improve democracy without abandoning the concept of democracy because, again, we don't want to be the cleanest dirty shirt. Um, and, and there's a lot more that's got coming. We have a great piece comparing the parallel insurgencies of John McCain and Teddy Roosevelt. They both had as their nemesis a uh, fossil fuel a uh, hack from the banks of the Ohio River, Senator Mitch McConnell of Kentucky and Senator Mark Hanna of Ohio. It's fascinating. It's wonderful. Um, and uh, until I am confident that the world is not going to be a really bad place in 15 to 20 years, I think I and really everybody else who agrees with that really ought to be putting in uh, as much as they are able to in reversing these problems. And, you know, I should add in that, uh, that Dr. Cohen, you are, with that incredible resume, you're not uh, an 80-year-old guy. You are in your mid-30s now. So I'm guessing, based on all this, that you are not necessarily a Netflix and chill kind of individual. No, um, I don't have a Netflix account. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, I, I just... We, again, the problems of the world are real. You look at the data, the data is bad, and the data says things are going to get worse unless we do something. And um, some, you know, people, people feel, and, and people feel like it's so bad that there's nothing we can do. And that's not true. Uh, we've talked about some of those solutions here. The podcast covers a lot of these solutions more. There are real solutions. Some of them would not be that hard to implement. Uh, for example, General Petraeus stopped the insurgency in Iraq. The insurgency in Iraq was so much worse than anything we're looking at. There were Sunnis were beheading their enemies. Shias were drilling holes in people's heads. General Petraeus comes in with a counterinsurgency strategy and takes the violence to nearly zero in about 12 months. Um, and and uh, in Iraq had parliamentary elections and the Kurds and the Shia and the Sunni all agreed on an oil sharing issue uh, deal. And of course it fell apart because then we mismanaged it. But the point is, these solutions are really not that hard to implement, and I would much rather live in America than Iraq in 2006. And and for a lot of people, those are actually the stakes that we are looking at, and um, that is why we should uh, act preventatively. 
In our remaining minutes, I want to talk to you about uh, the elephant in the room, and that is President Trump. And, and you know, we talk about uh, rhetoric and political discourse. You know, this is pretty unprecedented in the history of, of this country, maybe the world, to have somebody who's uh, quite as um, strident in his comments. So, so how much of a problem is, is Donald Trump and the way he talks about what's happening in America and the world, or is it? totally overblown and no big deal and the guy's getting a lot of good stuff done so let him tweet away so again i think we have to assess that question honestly you know and the answer in my opinion is that he is a hundred percent problem i do not consider him constructive on essentially anything all the great crises of our world whether it's the 21 trillion dollar debt tribalism in the united states climate change um nuclear tensions around the world, problems with Russia, um, um, I could name others. Uh, He's not making any of them better. And uh, I wish that weren't true. And and a lot of people wanted to give him a chance. And I didn't. I never believed he would be be constructive. And um, he wasn't. And I think it's, you know, and, and we said it would get worse. And now we have Nazis marching in Charlottesville. We had pipe bombs sent. We had a shooting in the Pittsburgh synagogue. Um, we had Brett Kavanaugh. I mean, does anyone like the way the Brett Kavanaugh hearings went? Um, I didn't, I don't think that was good for the country. And, you know, it's, it's, these things do get worse. Um, they really do look at Iraq in 2006, didn't start out or Syria today. Those things didn't start out as tragic as they are now. Look at the American civil war. Right. And so I, I, if I believed he could be constructive, then I would look for ways to, to work with him. But I, I simply I think the evidence is overwhelming that he has one goal, and that is to avoid impeachment and potentially um, imprisonment if he did anything illegal, which chances are pretty good that a guy of his character did. And so I think his interests are, are purely selfish, and, and we can't progress as a world like that. He's got to go. Dr. Rob Cohen is our guest. As we wrap it up, be sure to check out Demo Crises, Dr. Cohen's new podcast, available now at Apple iTunes and uh, other platforms everywhere. Dr. Cohen, thanks for joining us today. And wherever you are, whatever you're doing, go out and make it a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. Bye.